definitely be praying for uh, Mrs. Joy Murillo. She is uh, very, very sick right now with an infection and has gotten into her lungs. And just definitely keep her in your prayers. James chapter 2, and we're going to read, uh, we're going to reading in verse number 14. And uh, when I first, you know, began reading scripture and trying to figure stuff out, this is not, for a while, it was one of those ones where I was like, I, th I, I think I, no, I don't understand it. <laughs> you try and you read it again, it's like, I, but it doesn't make sense. And uh, I'm trying to, this morning I'd like to uh, bring some sense to it and a, a challenge to us. And, uh, and a blessing, uh, a blessing to my heart in, in learning it. We're going to reading in verse number 14, James chapter 2, verse 14. Scripture says here, What doth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he hath faith and have not works? Can faith save him? I first, you know, that first, when I first read that as a teenager, it's like, uh, wait a minute, can faith save him without works? Well, I, I've always heard you're saved by faith, not works. So that immediately got my, got my wheels just a spinning, you know? And it's like, so, okay, so if a man say he hath faith and have not works, can faith save him? And James continues on here as he writes. He says here, if a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say uh, unto them, depart in peace, be warmed and filled, notwithstanding ye give them not those things which are needful to the body, what doth it profit? Even so, faith, if it not hath not works, is dead, being alone. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, I have, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Thou believest that there is uh, one God, and thou doest well. The devils in, uh, also believe and tremble. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac, upon, uh, his son, upon the altar? See thou, uh, see thou hast uh, faith wrought, excuse me, see, th see thou how faith wrought with his works, and by works was faith made perfect. And the scripture was fulfilled, uh, which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him uh, for righteousness, and he was called a friend of God. Ye see that how that by works man is justified, and not by faith only. Likewise, was not, uh, also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works when she had received the messengers and had sent them out another way. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. What's that word of prayer this morning? We'll get into it. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for church. Thank you, Lord, for this time that we allow us to come together to open up the word, to study it to learn from it, apply it to our lives. Lord, as we grow as Christians, as we want to serve you, want to please you, Lord, please use the next few minutes we ask these things in your name. Amen. So is it, are you saved by faith or are you saved by works? That's been the question for centuries. Back and forth, are you saved by works or are you saved by faith? And you could read this and it'd be easy to look at and say, well, yeah. Well, it says right here, I mean, it says it three times. Verse 17, it says, faith, if it doesn't have works, it's dead being alone. In verse number 20, it says, wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead. And then lastly, in verse number 26, once again, as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. Now, how do you reckon that with ye are saved by grace through faith? And in, in, in studying this, and you look at this, and you go, and first of all, James... I love the book of James. He's very, he's, uh, 
he just puts it, he, he, he puts it straight to you. And it's the same uh, later on in chapter 3, he talks about this, the tongue, you know, being a small member about it. It's full of deadly poison. You know, he puts it, he, you know, he, he puts it nice and easy on you, right? Uh, he just lets you have it both barrels. But what we're talking about here is the relationship to faith and works. And he uses the illustration about the spirit in a man. He, he, down in verse 26 is where he spells it out. He says, for as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. So what we're looking at here is the relationship between the spirit and life and works. And so in looking at this, okay, let's find out what does it mean to be alive, okay? What does it mean for a man to be alive? Because that's what he says here is without the, if the body doesn't have a spirit, doesn't have the spirit, which the word here is talking about breath, he says as a body without breath is not alive, same thing is a, 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 a without the, the uh, faith without works is not alive, okay? So what does it mean for a man to have breath? Very simple. Let's go back to Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2, if you would. So what does it mean for a man to have life and to have breath? And look down here, Genesis chapter 2, and we're going to see in verse 7. This here is a recap of God's creating, uh, God's creation. And in, in verse, chapter 2, verse number 7, let's read here. Scripture says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. Stop right there. So here we have, this is the creative act. God says he, he reaches down and he takes the dust of the ground and he puts together Adam's man body. And God is the creator. He puts everything that goes into man. He puts in there, he puts uh, the, 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 the heart and the lungs and the blood vessels and, the, and the, the skin and the brain and the skeletal system and all those different systems we got inside of us, uh, the, the skeletal system, the endocrine system, the neuro, whatever neurological system, I don't know what makes you think, um, your, uh, your, your, uh, your uh, pulmonary system, all the systems, and he puts, he, he forms the dust of the mountain and creates this body of man that was created in his image. But he didn't stop there. He created this body. The Bible says, the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, but then he did something next and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and he became a living soul. And we have the first living Man. Now, what, it had, what would have happened had God stopped at the first comma? Where the Bible said, oh, and the Lord, Lord formed man of the dust of the ground, period. Would Adam be alive? No. He wouldn't be alive because he was not given the spirit of life. God did not breathe into him the spirit of life. But what happened when God did breathe into him the spirit of life? It says in the end of the verse here, And Lord God formed man out of, the, out of the dust of the ground and breathed him into the nostrils of the breath of life. And what happens? And he became, and, and man, excuse me, and, uh, and man became a living soul. 
Now, what does it mean to be living? Well, you got a pulse. You're breathing. You start moving. Your eyes, you know, do whatever your eyeballs do when your eyes are closed and open up. And, and you start feeling stuff. And so here was, in this creative act, God formed man out of the dust of the earth. And there was a, for all practical purposes, there was a body. But it was dead. And it was sitting there, and God breathed in him the breath of life. And there at that second, that, that, that instant, there was life in Adam's body. And with that life came movement. With that life became the feeling. With that life became the heartbeat. Starts pumping away. With that life becomes this, the, the, uh, the, the, the lungs. They start changing the oxygen, taking out the bad stuff out of your cells, and putting in the new oxygen and supplying it to the brain. And pretty soon, I don't know, I wasn't there, but God was there. Maybe we'll see how it happened someday. But, you know, you, Adam, he gets up and, hello, world. <laughs> you know, here I am. And he becomes a living soul that's walking, that's breathing, that's talking, that's learning, that's finding out what he's, what he's called to do on planet Earth, to tend the garden. Um, to, and he has his wife, and he says, whoa, man, that's, that's what you got a name. <laughs> but he says, he gets a wife, and, they be, and they begin, he becomes a living soul because God gave him the breath of life. Until God gave him the breath of life, he was a pile of dust. But God gave him life. Okay, now let's turn over to 1 Corinthians. I think this will help us understand what's being said here in James when we understand the, uh, the work of salvation in our lives. Uh, 1 Corinthians, and we're going to be in chapter number 15. 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. <clears throat> and we'll begin reading here. In verse number 45. 1 Corinthians chapter number 15, verse number 45. The Bible says here, And so it, it, it is written, The first man, Adam, was made a living soul. We just read that. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. But the Bible says here, uh, was made a living soul. The last Adam was a quickening spirit. Oh, now, well, who's the last Adam? Jesus Christ. He was the last Adam, and he was made a quickening spirit. Verse 46, Howbeit, that was not first which is spiritual, but that which is natural, talking about Adam, and afterward that which is spiritual. So we have earthly, we have the natural, then we have the spiritual. Verse 47, The first man is of earth, earthy, the second man is the Lord from heaven. As is the earthy, such as they are also that are earthy. And as is the heavenly, such are they that are heavenly. And as we have borne the, in the image of the earthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. What we're seeing here is we, a comparison here. Just as God gave Adam natural physical life in the Garden of Eden, Jesus Christ is the one who gives us spiritual life. It was his death, his burial, and the resurrection on the cross that empowered him to be able to be our Savior and to give us, be that quickening spirit who, when, when, I, when I was seven years old, I bowed my head and I asked Jesus to save me and I claimed, I said, I'm a sinner. I don't deserve heaven. I deserve the bad place. I deserve hell. 
but I want Jesus as my Savior. And at that instant, I was given spiritual life. Now let's go back to James chapter 2. James chapter 2 again. So here we have what we're looking at here is, so what's the relationship to works and faith? All right. Well, let's look down here at uh, verse number uh, 15. Uh, verse number 14. Verse number 14. The original question here is posed. What doth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he hath faith and hath not works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, and be warmed and filled, notwithstanding, he give them not those things which are needful to the body, what doth it profit? Here's the question. Here's what he's saying. He says, if, if someone is to come to you who is, they're in shambles, they, they have no clothing, they have no food, they are starving, they are, uh, they are thirsty, they are just, they are destitute of the basic necessities of life. And they come to you and they say, uh, they, they come to you begging for it and they're asking for it. And you say, yes, yes, I will do it. But you don't do it. Are they helped? They haven't been helped. I can, I can have all the mental, I can say, oh yeah, I'll do it, I'll be, I'm sure, no problem. But unless there's actually a, an action that happens afterward, it doesn't matter. It, 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 it falls flat. It, it, they have no help. You can say yes all you want, um, but it, 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 fall, it falls flat. You say, be warmed, oh, you be warmed and filled. But there's nothing that transpired. There's supposed to be a cause and effect. And the, the point we need to see here is works are not, do not produce salvation. Works are a product of salvation. Look down here at the end. He says, for as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. What scripture is saying here is that if we come across a body and it's not breathing, no heartbeat, no signs of life, guess what? It's a dead body. A live body, there's a pulse. You can come up to a live body and say, yeah, yep, yeah, okay, yep, that, 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 you know, they may be unconscious, they may be in a coma, they could be just in a sleeping really deeply, <laughs> but there's life there. You can feel it, you can check it, and say, yeah, there is movement, there is brain activity, you can put sensors, you know, they can put those electric things up to your brain and find out if there's something going on up there, and I keep coming up negative, I don't know. But you can test, you can say, yeah, there's something alive. Why? Because there's action, there's motion, there's movement, there's something happening, there's a heartbeat, there's lungs that are, that are breathing in and out. I can identify there's life there because there's movement, because there's something there. Life produces the work. It produces the activity. It produces the movement. It produces, it's not the other way around. You see, I can go up to a corpse and I can move a corpse all around all I want. That's not going to give it life. I can, you know, I can, I can, I can you know, that'd be kind of warrior, morbid, but, you know, I could bring a corpse, sit it up here, and I, and I could wave its arms. I could, I know, it's not going to produce life. But life produces movement. Life produces the work of being alive. Uh, look at, uh, let's see, Romans chapter Romans chapter 10, uh, 10, very familiar verses here. Romans chapter 10. 
Romans chapter number 10, and let's read here some very familiar verses. Start off with verse number 9. Scripture says here, Romans chapter 10, verse 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that, that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with, the, look at this, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Greek or the uh, Jew, uh, Jew or the Greek, for the same, uh, same Lord over all is rich unto them that call upon his name. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It starts with a heart when I believe Jesus Christ. And the effect of me believing Christ and accepting him as and receiving salvation, the effect of it is that now I have Jesus Christ within me. I now have the Holy Spirit in me and begins to do the work, the new life of Christ. And it begins to have an effect on me. It has a change on me. The Holy Spirit will now start to convict me. The Holy Spirit will start to encourage me. Uh, God will start begin to make to work in my new life in Christ. Ephesians chapter, don't have to turn there, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. For by grace are ye saved through faith. That's what we all believe and trust in and accept. Salvation is by faith. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, wait a minute, created in it in Christ Jesus unto good works. That's the expected outcome of being alive in Christ is now I have, this, I have this new life in Christ, and now I'm, I mean, my spiritual eyes are open, my spiritual hands are moving, my spiritual lungs are now breathing, and my spiritual heart is now pumping. And it, it, it would be unnatural, it would be ineffective, it would be unusable if I was to try to play dead spiritually. It is the natural reaction. When a, new, when a newborn baby is born, what do they do? cry they cry a lot they cry really really loud so everybody can hear it why <laughs> because hey hello world i'm alive <laughs> and if but it would be unnatural for a baby to not cry because it's just it's that part of the natural breathing process there as they're getting all the stuff out of their lungs and getting the new getting used to this new life it's like whoa and it would be unnatural. It would be say something is wrong. I remember when, when our first daughter Abigail was Abigail was born. Uh, she wasn't she, you know she wasn't doing the normal screamy you know the first baby cry, and it wasn't it was just a few seconds. And all of a sudden you know a couple of nurses they whoops they took her in the other room. It's like hey that's my baby. <laughs> the problem was is she had she had a, had a lung infection, and they put her off to the to the NICU and she was there for what I don't know about a week. Is because something wasn't right. And they wanted to make sure that, hey, wait, 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 everything's going good here. So many times as Christians, we'll trust Christ as Savior, but then we don't, we, 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 we're, not, we're not functioning like we're supposed to. We're not showing that. It's like, yeah, I got Jesus in me. I'm alive in Christ. It's, in, it's important. And what I see here in, in James chapter 2 is saying, if you're saved, there's, there's, there's supposed to be some, something happening. There's supposed to be a movement. There's supposed to be a, a function. And if there's not, we need to check up on something. And I'll, I'll tell the story. I, can't, I think I told it a few years ago. 
I used to do the, I used to do the inventory shopping for the church. You know, once a month we get a list of everything we need. You know, diapers for the nurseries and you know, hand sanitizer, lots of hand sanitizer. And so I go, we go to, I go to the different stores to pick up all the inventory for the church. Well, I had, I had a, I, one of my stops was at the uh, Walmart on off of Larry Road over there. And so I went into the store, bought all my stuff, brought all the stuff back out to the van, shoved it in the van, and I took off across the parking lot. And you know how something, something just catch your eye, something that's not doesn't look right catches just you know just doesn't it doesn't look right, so it catches your eye. And I looked over, and out in the middle of the parking lot, towards the upper end where there weren't any cars, there was a car sitting there, and there was an older lady in the car. But what caught my eye is she wasn't sitting up. She was slumped over against the steering wheel. I'm like, oh no. You know, did something bad happen? And it's like, oh. So I did the right thing, and I just drove around it slowly for about three or four times because I really didn't want to find out. I'm just hoping, I'm driving around this car, just, I'm hoping to see some stirring of some kind, you know, because I really don't want to do what I think I'm going to have to do. And I, and I, I, I kind of went over about three or four times, and it just nothing's happening. And so I park, and I get out, and I'm like, oh, this is okay, you know? And I'm like, I, and I, the whole time I'm waiting, I want to just, I want to see something, just something, I don't want to, you know? And as I slowly get up to the door, you know, me, Mr. Macho, you know, I'm scared of this. And I was like, you know, it's like, might I have to call this in? So I get up to the door, and I'm like, knock, knock, knock. Like, hello? <laughs> up against the steering wheel. Hello? Nothing. It's like, I'll try one more time. <gasps> Hello? I, I, I knocked on her and said, ma'am, are you okay? She rolled down her window. Are you okay? She's like, oh yeah, I fall asleep all the time. <laughs> it's like, don't do that to me. <laughs> So she's like, yeah, this happens all the time. I sit down here, I get warm, and I fall asleep. No, sorry, don't worry about it. I'm a... <laughs> like... What the problem was, oh, she was perfectly alive. She just didn't look like it. <laughs> Scared me to death. But I guarantee you, those of you who have been saved for a long time, and those of you soul owners, you know what exactly what I'm talking about. You have friends, there's family. There's people that you've witnessed to. And, you know, they may have said, oh, I prayed a prayer one time. And, and, they're, and they're sticking by it. And it's like, I really hope they're saved. I, we pray for them. We say, I just, but the problem is, they're slumped against the steering wheel. They're slumped on the steering wheel. There's, it's like, they, they have, they, there's no signs of spiritual life in in, 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 their, in their being. And it's like, I hope they're, you know, and, and sometimes we, we try to treat, we almost have to treat them like, are you okay? We're knocking on their door. But sometimes we, we remind them, say, are you, you know, you do know Christ is your Savior, right? You, you, just, you, you have trusted Christ. You, you really understand what salvation is and because there's absolutely no signs of life. And you're trying to take a pulse. You're like, yeah, I hope it's there. And God only knows. And honestly, I, I, I believe what, 
according to scripture, when you trust, if you with your heart, you trust Christ as your savior, you are saved. But there's a natural reaction that's supposed to happen after we trust him. As with the Holy Spirit, if God, if God Almighty in Christ, um, my Savior comes into my heart and my life and I now have the Holy Spirit, how can I not have something happen? To see a dead Adam on the ground and for God to breathe life into his nostrils and to continue to lie there as if dead, you'd say something's wrong. So when we read James chapter 2, it says here, it says, even as the body without the spirit of it is safe, so faith without works is dead. Basically, he's telling these people, he's telling these Christians, saying, hey, we have new life in Christ. Christ is supposed to have an effect on us. It's supposed to bring about a new life, a new change, a new hope, a new destiny, a new way of living, a new um, direction in life. A new mind, a new thought. We're a new creature created in Christ Jesus unto good works. So my challenge to us this morning, would your neighbors have to knock on your window to say, are you a Christian? Are you okay? Do, you, do the people that you know, the acquaintances, your acquaintances that you have, your neighbors, your friends, your relatives, coworkers, do they, can they say, God's done something in their life, they're alive spiritually? Or would they have to think about it as they, now there's not, I don't see anything. Are we taking the greatness of salvation and allowing it to have its effect in our life? Yes, it's the great cause. Salvation is where it all starts. You have to have it. You can, you can, you can, you can flop around a, a dead body all you want, but it's not going to create life. You have to have salvation first. But once we are saved, take a deep breath and say, boy, I'm so glad that I'm saved. I'm so glad my name is written in heaven. I'm so glad I have, uh, my, my, I have an eternal home. My name is written down in the Lamb's book of life. And with my mouth, I'm going to confess, yes, I know Jesus. He's my Savior forever. He sought me and he bought me with his own precious blood. That's the natural occurrence of salvation. There's salvation and then there's the work of salvation as he changes our life, as he molds us and makes us and produces us and allows us to tell others about him. That's the natural result of salvation is works. So what works does not produce salvation, works is the product of salvation. How is it working in your life? Sometimes we have to look over and say, how healthy am I? Am I working out my salvation? Am I demonstrating what I have inside? the new life that I have in Christ, is it viewable to everybody? Is, is God working in me? What's, what's God changing? Is he's God growing me? Is God uh, 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 fine-tuning me? Is God molding me, allowing me to, molding me as a tool to be used for his work? Or am I, am I just, am I just sitting there not doing anything? Let's be a worker for Christ. Let's demonstrate his life, his work in our life. So every, every head battle, let's all pray. Let's all stand if you would this, this, this morning. It all starts with knowing Christ as our Savior. We must believe that he died on the cross for our sins. We must understand what he had to do for us, that he had to become our payment for our sin, that we could not pay for by ourselves. 
If you do not know Christ today, I invite you today to make today the day when you are given new life in Jesus Christ by trusting him as your Savior. You can come down to the front. Somebody could show you down here. We can just take the Bible, show you just five minutes, everything you need to understand about salvation, about going to heaven. I also invite you, if you just need to use the altar, it's open this morning as we hear the invitation.